There's a new bill circulating around Congress that claims to crack down on exploiting children online. But critics say it's just the government's latest attempt to chip away at our privacy. This is The Daily Charge. It's Tuesday, March 10th. I'm Roger Chang, and with me via Skype is Alfred Ng. Alfred, you've got a nice explainer on the Earn It Act. And you have to break this down for me because it is extremely dense. First off, what does the Earn It Act propose? Yeah, you're right. It is extremely dense. But what the Earn It Act is proposing is basically making tech companies earn Section 230 protections. Uh, now, Section 230 is a part of the Communications Decency Act in 1996, 96, where it basically yeah. protects platforms from being sued for content that's posted on their platform. So if I'm a restaurant and somebody leaves a bad review for me on Yelp, I can't sue Yelp for that. I, I would have to sue the person that actually posted that. So it's a big part of what allows tech platforms to grow and also what allows for free expression online. Um, so th- that is what they're proposing. They're saying you have to follow these standards to protecting children online, or you do not get this protection that would basically keep your website alive. And that is, that's kind of a deal breaker for tech companies, right? If you don't have Section 230 protection, you're basically just, it's, it's open game in terms of lawsuits. Like they, basically companies could not function without this protection, right? Yeah, if you if you think about it, like think about how many posts are on Facebook a day, and I, I think there's something along the lines of like one billion hours of of video mm-hmm. is being watched on YouTube every day. Now think about like how many lawsuits could come from that, and you know there's there's a very good chance they could lose these lawsuits and and they would be shut down like immediately. Or if you're like a new website like looking to start out, and you know you all of a sudden are liable for all of this uh, because you don't meet these standards. Um, yeah, it, it's not really much of a guideline or best practices so much as it is basically, if you don't do this, you're done. So yeah, let's uh, take us through what, what are those guidelines and what exactly is the, the government p- proposing in this instance? So the guidelines are not established by this bill. The guidelines um, are going to be established by a commission um, established by this bill where the three of the members are the heads of the Justice Department, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Department of Homeland Security. That is where uh, the, the issue really comes in for a lot of privacy and security experts because the Department of Homeland Security and the Justice Department have spent many years basically trying to get rid of end-to-end encryption, um, saying that it prevents them from catching criminals, it prevents them from being able to solve investigations. And, you know, in the past, you know, the Justice Department had this battle with the FBI mm-hmm. over um, encryption for terrorists. And then uh, before that, they were saying, you know, drug dealers are using this online and we can't like catch like these drug kin- kingpins because of that. So those arguments clearly didn't work because, you know, we're still afforded end to end encryption and tech companies have not really buckled to those pressures. But now with the Earn It Act, the idea is. They're going at this from the angle of child exploitation, which is a much harder political angle to fight against, right? Like what legislator is going to go out there and say, no, I actually support, you know, uh, uh, the exploitation of children online. Yeah, that that's that's what's fascinating to me is because there there's a there's this different goal and the goal is not as never outright stated. Right. It's ultimately what they want to do is, is to insert a government backdoor into Facebook, Apple, various systems. Um, but it's never outright ever said. And it's interesting, like the press conferences that have been scheduled, the, the kind of public statements have been made have all been about, uh, you know, the exploitation of children online and, and how to prevent that. And it's, 
it's interesting the way it's spun because you're right. Politically, you can't be on the other side of that argument, right? It just doesn't make any sense. Like you can never win that argument by saying, yeah, I'm, I'm for that. Like that just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's kind of why so many, you know, tech policy experts have been looking at this and thinking, you know, this actually does have a pretty good chance of uh, getting momentum on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And, I, I think they're right to point out the, the security risks and the privacy risks here because like encryption is what protects your communications, not only from being viewed by people who have stolen your phone or potential hackers, but also government regimes. And the idea that the government has been trying to propose is, you know, they can't do these investigations when things are encrypted and they want lawful access, which is basically give us a special key that only police officers or only investigators can use to decrypt these messages. But that, that kind of falls short when you look at all these government data leaks that have happened mm-hmm. and, you know, cybersecurity tools that have been stolen from the NSA and the CIA, where these are were also tools that were only meant to be used by the government and, like, have been used by malicious hackers because of that of the public. Right. When the government says, trust us, we'll, we'll make this, we'll make sure this back door is safe and only used by us. It's hard to buy the argument given there have been a lot of examples where that's, that hasn't been the case, right? Yeah, and that that is definitely like the biggest argument against um, lawful access. I, they had a hearing about this um, in December where Apple uh, had basically told Congress, look, like we can't make a key just for the good guys. Like that's not how that works. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Um, you know, on Capitol Hill, there's a, definitely a lot of noise about it from privacy and security advocates, but also, you know, there there are organizations like the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children backing this bill. Mm-hmm. And I think like seven out of the 10 senators that are backing this bill are on the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, which will be having a hearing on this bill tomorrow. Right. And it, it's important to note, this is not a, a partisan issue. There, there are senators and representatives on sort of both sides, both parties yeah, that support be- this bill. I believe it's four Republicans and six Democrats that um, ha- are sponsoring this bill. Right. So there's a rare instance where, you know, we, we do have these two parties who agree on an issue. Um, I guess what's interesting to me is, I mean, beyond, uh, you know, beyond the spinning, like, it's interesting that they're taking this tack now because, you know, I think back in 2016, we, we, we saw this before, right, with Apple versus the FBI, where there was a big battle there. FBI wanted some sort of way to get into the iPhone. Apple refused. And it's really kind of what, when it crystallized, Apple's kind of big pitch on security and privacy as a feature in its products. Um, and, and clearly, in the core of public opinion, uh, you know, the, the need for security and, and sort of end-to-end encryption for these services kind of won out. Um, so it's, it's just that's why it's interesting to me that they're taking this different tact and really going after or, or making this an issue about protecting children as opposed to, uh, you know, yeah. getting, getting, you know, um, having backdoor access for the good guys, quote unquote. Yeah, we, we started seeing that angle um, around the time Facebook said that they were going to start encrypting their messaging services because right. Facebook is responsible for reporting about 16.8 million uh, cases back in 2018 to um, the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. Um, so the idea was that if you're going to encrypt these messages, um, that is a big way that child predators um, – get in touch with kids and, you know, groom them into, you know, meeting them later on and things like that. And if you're encrypting these messages, you're not going to be getting these kinds of signals and you're not going to be able to stop these 
um, pedophiles using Facebook Messenger. Right. Um, and, and so just that to... is around the time when I saw like this new front and this new angle from the Justice Department. Um, and I think the fallacy surrounding that, um, from what tech policy experts have told me, is that yes, it's true that Facebook gives like eighteen, like sixteen to eighteen million reports like per year, but the difference would be that not much of that is actually enforced. So they're mm. they, like they'll give them these reports, but like this center is not like a law enforcement agency. They they just give that to the cops after and it's very like it's not clear how much of that is actually acted on there was a new york times report about you know facebook not being able to handle all of these um uh, these child exploitation posts or, or ramping up like a, a, a severe amount and you know how much they've reported but i think i think the problem still comes down to the federal government like doesn't have the funding or resources to actually tackle that so even if you know, they provided a backdoor to, to encryption here um, or followed these guidelines, whatever they might be. I, I think it still boils down to the question of does this actually protect children? And, you know, unless you have investigators and, and resources that, you know, can actually use that kind of access. Hmm. If we missed something here today or you couldn't catch a live show and have a burning question, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5173. If you want to learn more about today's topics, you can check the links to all today's stories in the description below. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for joining us.